It's like, oh my God, the show could be starting. <clears throat> it me. could be. I don't know. Maybe your show is starting. We have we have two mid rolls, no pre rolls though. So Moltz, it's yours whenever you want to take it. Uh, <laughs> spoken like a true father. Yes. Yeah. I'm John Moltz. I'm Lex Friedman. I'm John Armstrong. Melting in the heat. Welcome to turning this car around. Is it, is it hot? It's a hot uh, day there? It's, it's always hot. I mean, if it's summertime, it's hot. Even if it's raining, whatever. Even if they say it's cold, it's still hot. The humidity just ruins everything. Sometimes when you win, you really lose. That's a reference mm-hmm. to white men can't jump, everybody. Oh, uh, okay. Thanks for that. Wow. Uh, so, I don't understand the movies that you choose to see mm-hmm. since you don't see that many movies. But, okay. Well, Moltz, uh, you sent over this article, so I want to talk about that. And I had one other idea. I want to. I want to. I want to see if we see. Even I haven't really. Ha- I haven't really read the article. I sent over. All right. <laughs> I skimmed, so, the, I skimmed do, the article that I sent over. Let's do that article next week then, because I want to read it. It looked interesting. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is. But so, uh, have we ever talked about drugs on this show? Oh. Uh. I don't. Be- so I, mm, I don't think so. I don't think we have. And see, uh, over at my day job, uh, which is washing cars, uh, mm-hmm. I heard a new uh, a podcast in development that's about parenting. Don't nobody get competitive juices flowing? It's fine. <coughs> Too late. It's all good. Too late. No, they're not going to be as good um, as we already. Are. It's so one, angry. Two. It's it's hosted by a mom and her adult daughter. Uh, so oh. it's it's very different. Um, but I was listening to their pilots, and one of the pilots was about drugs. And now this woman, I'm not going to identify who she is because the show hasn't launched yet, but this woman is kind of known in parenting advice circles for being like, yeah, do drugs with your kids, because she's a crazy lady. And so, yes. um, so I, like, I, uh, I went most of my life without ever partaking in any illegal drug in my uh, 34th year of life, which I guess I'm, I, well, I'm 34. When I was 34, I tried pot one time with a friend who was a frequenter of the substance because I figured, well, I'm 34 and it's safe. <laughs> so uh, I have, uh, it was, it turned out it was laced with LSD. I've had acid flashbacks every day since um, and I'm going to die. But other than that, I'm fine. Uh, you see so any I'm black curious. ravens or crows, any kind of black bird? Oh. Because they they uh, they bring portents. Oh geez, and yeah, apparently that that's sounds acid. Important. I have not done acid myself, mm. um, but I've, from what I gather, are you serious about the acid? I've never done acid. No, not you. Him. Oh no, oh. I'm not. No, I yeah, was. I didn't I was think you. Shit. I did yeah. not think you were. I was, but I will you know, say that has been a long time concern of mine. One of the many reasons I never partook was like, well, I don't want to get something that's laced and then be scarred for life. Mm. Uh, so I didn't because uh, I'm a baby. But I'm not asking often, everybody. I'm not sure how often that happens. <laughs> I'm not asking everybody to come clean and be like, here's all the drugs I've done. But feel free. But I'm just well, curious, how will you talk to your kids about drugs? And what's it is legal. It is legal here. I mean, mar- marijuana anyway. It's Do you partake now? Um, I've been known to uh, from time to time. That is something I would like to, but not, we need to like, do a show. Not, I don't, I don't, I'm not like, a, I'm not regular. I don't, I mean, we need to do it. We don't after keep, dark. we don't keep a stock in the house. We don't. TTCA four twenty. If, you know, if it ha- occasionally, if it happens, it happens. But, I'm telling you, I don't, keep- I'm not, I'm never like going out and seeking those instances particularly. <laughs> <laughs> I love alcohol is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, not that I know of. 
What's the minimum age to to use pot in it's your state? It's the same as the drinking age. Got it. So forty seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the kids listening, <laughs> for the kids seven. Listening. Yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, I, no, I really think we should do a 420. Just a, a full show. It's like Snoop Dogg style. <laughs> Blunt it up. And then wow. go. Seth Rogen, okay, well. Snoop, you know, this the mm-hmm. super stoners. I think we could ha- we'd have something. Uh, if you can get Snoop or Seth on the show, I'll 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 participate. I um I'm gonna <laughs> talk about this because it has been I think that's great, first of all. Second of all. I want to talk about this because it's been written about. Uh, also, hi mom. In my past, Can I just say hi mom. Yeah, hello, <laughs> everybody's parents. Um, except for mine, they're dead, so I can say whatever. Except Lucky. for the yeah. Mm. There's, there's kids though. See, the kids could archive this, you know, at some point, and yeah. Anyway, no, I'm that's dumb. Anyway, point is a uh, the stories I'm about to tell have been related elsewhere, um, but I want to retell them here because they're funny. Okay. When many, 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 uh, let me just state now, it's been a long time since I have taken anything. <laughs> many, 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 if if John's daughters are tuning in, uh, yeah. that's a fact. It's been many, it's been centuries before you were born. <laughs> yeah, actually, I haven't in this life done <laughs> yeah. anything. Uh, no, so. Oh, that's, what um, I, that's what I meant, too. That's what I meant. When I lived in Los Angeles <laughs> and I was, uh, dating slash living with the woman who would be the mother of my children someone gave us a pot and so we had this whole planned out thing we were gonna like watch tv it was gonna be sunday afternoon or whatever sat whenever whatever day it was we'd have some time to recover and you know if a case it got crazy we had stuff we purchased all kinds of junk food and uh fritos and the the frito bean dip which is an excellent um accompaniment to at least up until that point, it had been something that was kind of a go-to uh, food combo. Um, at any rate, the smoking begins. And I am feeling so fantastic. I'm great. We are nowhere in our apartment. So it's not like we're driving. We're, so we could not be safer. Clothes are on. Nothing is happening. Well, that's boring. Right, exactly. <laughs> and the TV's on, and I don't know if it was an award show or I can't remember what the what the whole. I just want to say when like... I was when I tried pot with my good friend, uh, whom I'll mm-hmm. call John, since that's your name, but it's not his name. Mm-hmm. He and I were totally naked the entire time. It just felt it just felt right. And sure, <laughs> sure. Did you watch each other do anything or like a South Park episode <laughs> where you? <laughs> uh, can I just say watching an awards show seems like the absolute worst thing to do? Um, <laughs> I was going to say it sounds like it would make it watchable, but okay. That's oh, well, well, there's that. Okay, See, yeah, that for that's me, true, that was the that seems that like was a terrible waste. <laughs> if that was, <laughs> we the really case. have to. We have to get through this award show. What's the best way we can do it? <laughs> Light it up, baby. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I, I'm sitting there and. Um, I am feeling great. And I look over and she is like, it's like she's being interrogated for a TSA job. And she is like, not even looking at me. I'm not even there. She's straight ahead. Eyes locked on a point in the wall. She is. And like, it did not do good things for her. And I've heard this from other people that there's a paranoia that comes from pot. And my theory is that the pot is too strong because with the same person, we were in Amsterdam and we bought a blended, it was tobacco and pot. And that was a much better, that was funny, actually. That was fun. 
good time. And so that's my theory is that it has to be blended because huh. it's way too strong now. Huh. Because because uh, for whatever, the kids, the government, the CIA, I don't know, <laughs> whatever, people, they've engineered it to be, to be more powerful. I don't know. And so anyway. I'm, I love that though. But I'm curious, you know, we've talked in the past about sex, which is the other big hard topic, so to speak, to talk to your kids about. <laughs> And like with drugs, <laughs> speak the, for yourself. The <laughs> messaging that we've basically given the Friedman children is like, uh, don't do drugs, <laughs> don't smoke, and don't. Uh, do drugs. That's also been the Armstrong party line at this time. Whereas at the Moltz house, you're like, want to light Whee! up, buddy? Yeah, it's legal, yeah. baby. Let's Everybody, go. Yeah, there's stuff. There's paraphernalia all over the place. Mm. <laughs> no, no. I mean, basically, basically the same image. We don't we, Im- image. I mean, message. We don't talk about it that much. It just doesn't come up that much. Yeah, agreed. Um, but every once in a while when it does come up, I mean, we mostly just talk about, usually just marijuana doesn't come up, but like harder drugs come up mm-hmm. and we just talk about how bad they are for your body. Yeah, um, yeah. Meth, of course, out here is like, you, you yeah. o- you'll often get a meth headline in the paper. So mm-hmm. that that uh, wow. has come up once once or twice. Yeah, and it's we 20, meth, 27 times it came 27. Times. <laughs> meth mm-hmm. meth has been moving into our area and we keep seeing, oh. we keep being told, you know, like the uptick in crime, you know, now there's that's five you, crimes. That's why you want to move up to the hill. Exactly. Yeah. The uptick in crime is like, well, it's, you know, there's it's meth, meth. All the so, meth is down all the meth is down in the valley. Yeah. My kids have no idea what any of this stuff is, but it's, so right <laughs> now it's like at this stage the messaging is just like if drugs come up you say no and you don't do them. <laughs> I felt like I don't know either a good or terrible parent when we we were at this Diggerland place where the kids were driving around these construction trucks and stuff a week ago. Yeah. And um, there was, uh, it's a really clever park in New Jersey. And because uh, literally my daughter drove a backhoe loader and drove like some off road vehicles. It was crazy. But so they've converted actual giant trucks into rides. Like the, <laughs> the drive, the driver operator sits in the center of a, like a giant excavator and just spins it in the 360 degree circle while you sit in seats. They've retrofitted into the shovel. Like it's crazy. But so we I, just, this one. I just had it, had it, I had the thought that maybe this is a big scam to get the kids to actually, you know, like <laughs> yeah. dig things up and they're, yeah. they're actually hard. They're, it's actually labor. a quarry, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so there was this one ride where <laughs> Liam wanted to go on. It was a, a, a telescoping, uh, a telescoping bucket truck, basically, where you could go. You would sit in the bucket, and it would just go really high, and you could look cherry picker. The call that a cherry picker. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so it was a bigger version of a, a cherry picker, but yes. And so Liam wanted to go on, but then didn't. And so right before the ride's going to go on, he gets off and we're like, okay, Liam, you're going to stay right here and wait. And like, there's a, a other families in line. They can all see that he was too scared to go on. They see that he's four. And I'm like, and listen, remember you wait right here. And if anybody says, Hey, you should come with us instead of waiting for your parents, you just say, no, I'm waiting for my mommy and daddy. And you can yell at them. And he thought that was funny a little bit. And I was like, I don't know if this is good parenting or not, but I was saying it for all the other parents to hear too. It was weird. <laughs> but that's basically our drug approach. Somebody comes to you with drugs, you're like, no, yeah, I don't yeah. do drugs, bitch. <laughs> just lie down on the floor and just ground and start having Scream, a fit. Kick. <laughs> but listen, speaking of of you know, drugs make you feel good. You know what else does? <laughs> we watched ads today, so I want to tell you about one of them. The first perfect segue. Uh, you guys have heard of James Patterson, the author. James yes. Patterson often considered the world's best selling author since two thousand one with more than three hundred million copies of his books in print, has been extremely vocal in his determination to motivate reluctant readers to embrace the power of books. Mm. A reluctant reader himself and the father of a reluctant reader, his vocal commitment to inspiring children to find fun and entertainment in reading has been an extremely personal mission for him for years. So this summer, Audible 
is partnering with Patterson to create a program that encourages reluctant young readers to find their way to books by listening to audiobooks, promoting the concept of family listening. The program focuses on listening together as a family, recommending titles and suggesting genres that parents and kids can listen to together. So mm-hmm. there's a recommended listening list from Patterson, discounted audiobooks for family listening, reading guides for families on Patterson's featured series, Middle School, Daniel X, and Treasure Hunters, and yep. an Instagram campaign to have kids and families show where listening together took them. In an article on CNN.com, Patterson wrote, here's a simple but powerful truth that many parents in schools don't act on. The more kids read, the better readers they become. So this program introduces audiobooks as a way to encourage children to read more. They can be reading in the car on the way to the beach. They can be reading with their families at the dinner table. They can be reading in bed with the lights off and so on. Unlike movies and video games and other activities where you have to stay in one place, audiobooks are uniquely suited to entertain kids and families while they're otherwise occupied. Countless studies have confirmed the ability of audiobooks to improve early literacy skills, expand vocabularies, elevate comprehension, and more. Narrators also possess the ability to bring the text to life for the listener. See, I just did it. Showing children how exciting wow. and engaging stories can be. So here's what I want you to do. Go to audible.com slash Patterson. Remember, Patterson has two T's. So go to audible.com slash P-A-T-T-E-R-S-O-N to check out all the discounted family and children's books being featured as part of Patterson's program. Our thanks to Audible this is a very cool thing. They specifically wanted to be on turning this car around because they know there's a lot of parents with kids listening here. I've already checked it out when I saw what the ad copy was for this spot, and it's pretty cool. My family's listening to a book right now. We're having fun with it. Uh, all three kids, age four to eight, are enjoying it. So go to audible.com slash Patterson. It's actually a pretty cool thing, and uh, our thanks to Audible for uh, sponsoring the old Turning This Car Around. Thank you. Terrific. Nice, right? They totally got yeah. into it. Yeah. That's great. That's fantastic. Like, Perfect you guys are parents. Yes. I was in Barnes & Noble looking at Mr. Patterson's books in hard copy two, a week and a half ago. Or longer, I can't remember now. It's all blurring together. But um, I was going to send some books to Lita at camp, and so we were in this in Barnes and Noble trying to figure out what to do. And um, I was looking at those books as a potential. We went another direction, but um, those are on the sort of short list for. Hey, Lita, do you like this? Do you like these books? So, boom, cool, nice, good old Patterson. Yay! So anyway, I don't know this. Um, so this woman who I'm not identifying, mm-hmm. um, her kind of perspective is like, your kids are going to do drugs anyway, right? So you want them to be safe and you want them to not be afraid to call for help if somebody's like ODing on crack. I don't know. I don't. I have no mm-hmm. idea how drugs work. And like, you don't want to be scared. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble if I call somebody for help with my drug overdosing friend. And she's like, I don't want my kids to do that. I want my. And I think it's all reasonable, but it's still like, I'm, I'm not going to encourage my kids to do drugs. So I'm not going to encourage them to have like lots of unsafe sex. And so she's basically saying, since you teach your kids about safe sex versus never have sex, you should teach your kid about safe drugs. And I'm like, I don't know safe drugs. I don't, I, I don't, know how to I teach don't buy that. I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yes, teach your kids about safe drugs, but there's a biological imperative to screw. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a biological imperative to drugs. I got that. <laughs> right? Yeah, there's there's a lot of that biological imperative to screw going around. Oh, man. Oof. Look out to me. Kind of bad. No, but it's, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, None so of my there's, ex-girlfriends had it, though. This, this falls under the, <laughs> okay, so are you lining up the heroin in the living room for everybody? I mean, like, hey, kids, come on over. It's okay to just shoot up here. It's safe. Uh, well, her perspective, her perspective was basically like, 
you know, you know what drugs are safer in quotes, her term. So like you bust out the pot and you're like, let's all smoke pot today together in a safe space so you can see what it feels like and how it's affecting your body and know that other drugs are going to be like, make you even crazier and wackier. So don't do them. <laughs> that was her idea. <laughs> all well, I'm saying is smoke well, we, up with your kids. We have, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's good. I I think I'm, not, good I'm, not, I'm not rushing out to, <laughs> yeah, to do that. To, to sure, be clear, sure. I, I'm on your side. I'm not. Yeah. 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 Right. I right. think the thing that's the thing that's the thing that's odd for us is that uh, it is lots legal. of Asian people have trouble with alcohol. Mm. Um, and so it's perfectly possible that Hank will have trouble with alcohol mm-hmm. and I want him to have a fun life <laughs> mm. and mm-hmm. pot is legal in this state. So it may come to, you know, and I, it's, <laughs> I, I'm assuming that this will happen well after he has left our house. Sure. Um, to the point where he may find that it's actually better for him. Marijuana Two. is actually better for him than alcohol. Interesting. Mm, interesting. I so, smell what you're throwing down. Yeah. I mean, we know other Asian people who have found that to be true. So I'm picking up. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be like completely down on it in front of him because that may be, you'd like, you like that, that to be, be a possibility. That may be actually a better choice. Interesting. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, there may be a lot of brownies in his future. Right. Yeah, I mean, sure. you're right. hoping that, I mean, yeah. Tinctures and edibles and mm-hmm. tinctures. vaporizers and I've, I've often felt appreciative actually that you, that the, the primary way people consume pot is by smoking uh, because uh, that's the number one turnoff to me. It's like, I just have no yeah. interest in smoking uh, anything, but you don't um, have to, you right. Don't you have don't have to, anymore. but like, I also, I have to watch my weight. Right. So I don't want to eat a bunch of brownies either. And there's, there's still other options. And like, that's the dangerous part to me. Like if, if vaporizing <laughs> loses its shameful quality, which <laughs> we never will. That's why our second advertiser is yeah. tinctures. <laughs> so that's all. Uh, I think you can, you know, the, those electric cigarettes, I think yes. you can in certain areas or means purchased uh, THC, uh, something or other that you could screw in there and you that's what you're sucking down that so is accurate like, you can vape pot right and yeah. so you know no one knows you're not eating it's vaporized so like you're saying oh, no. it, I, the, the vaporizer clear, i was picturing knows. though <laughs> the, well the vapor i was picturing was either the blue velvet um dennis hopper kind of situation <laughs> where he's got the mask and that is one thing that kind of pops into my head the other is <laughs> super high me uh the duck benson um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. parody of supersize me which is a funny 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 <laughs> funny movie i didn't even know that was a thing oh indeed yeah super high me is okay. very funny it's on Netflix. okay uh, we we sell okay. two of doug's shows and uh we hear from marijuana vaporizers all the time like literally every day who want to be on his show well, now they're going to be welcome on our show. I bet those are, I bet those are interesting calls. <laughs> they often miss our scheduled calls. Right. <laughs> it's not It's not even Hi, a joke. Wanna... It is totally Hi. true. That is Hi. awesome. It's like, oh, oh, I totally forgot about our call. Sorry is this that. on? Hey. We, is this really? It's the, it's the kid. It's the kid. Are we dead the right now? <laughs> is this real life? Time is just weird. God, I hear your voice <laughs> on the phone, but you're not here. <laughs> Uh, like I know yeah. it's only been 30 seconds since we got on this call, but it feels like it could have been a year. Yeah, that's exactly right. I am so I, scared right those now. guys. Okay. I know those guys. I, I think, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I've tried to be careful about consuming anything 
in excess around the kids. It doesn't matter what it is, like mm-hmm. drinking booze, like grown-up drinks or beer or sugar or, you know, ice cream. Uh, I can't eat enough broccoli in front of them, though. So that's on the good <laughs> list of, like, you know, binge. Um, I because they they won't touch it. They just won't touch it. So if I prepare it, it's no one's going to eat it. My girlfriend's kids will eat it sometimes. Um, but but I'm trying to also not, not be like uptight. I hope you're not eating cauliflower in front of them. No, no, there's we have a cauliflower free zone in this house. Um, <laughs> also in this closet, in the pod, there's no cauliflower allowed in this closet. Oh, that's um, good. so I can't remember where we were, but something came up with Lita, and I said, you know, she was asking about. She said something about drugs are really bad, aren't they? And I said, yes, they are, um, because people have a hard, time, you know. And, and my girlfriend's really good at sort of not making a moral um, judgment, but in making like other sort of like health claims that are like, well, you know, um, like some people are addicted and it's really bad and there's harder drugs that are just destroy lives and turn people into zombies essentially. And she, and and I'm paraphrasing because she says it in a much more measured and better tone. And I was glad that one Lita was around uh, both of us to have that kind of, interplay and conversation but it made me think like what's going to be the deal because in you know there's a good chance that pot will be legal in most states in the next few years um depending on Mm -hmm. you know the climate of things but yeah but and i'm not talking about the environment of the sun and rain and acid rain (laughs) but if we're all if we're all even around right right that's right that um that you're right that pot's going to end up being legal in, in most places uh, the same way that gay marriage is now legal in most places right. uh, or actually all of our country <laughs> and the you know so oh, yeah, my kids right. have this weird um, especially my oldest Anya she's got this weird thing where she's like I'm never going to touch alcohol because we've told her that you have to be careful that you know it's for grown ups that uh, you know it can be dangerous if you were to drink too much and that you know it makes people feel there and so she's like well I'm just never going to do it because that sounds horrible and scary I doubt that that's true right she is eight and I reserve the right for her to change her mind but uh, like I feel like given the way that parents or at least I uh, talk to my kids about drugs today that like they're going to hear about it getting legal and they're going to have that same kind of instant reaction of well geez that's Mm -hmm. not something I could ever do that's Mm -hmm. that's the bad stuff I remember that (laughs) so I don't know I feel like it's going to take us uh, an extra bonus generation for all the um, straight edge kids the the, the (laughs) kids of straight edge parents like mine to embrace (laughs) embrace legal pot hmm I don't know that it will take a generation. Well, I'm not sure it'll take quite that long. <laughs> uh, it may take about six hours. Uh, no, oh, it, could, um, it could. No, that I, long. I'm trying to like. I remember as a kid, so I was raised in a very religious house, and so you know everything was off limits. You know, it was all bad. And, yeah, and everything, partic- particularly your body. Body was also. Well, have you seen his body? Come on now. <laughs> well, I, what, my, my, how could I that? How could sick, that ever be bad? I could, man, there's so many places I could go here. Uh, <laughs> point is, I was raised that everything was wrong and evil. And so um, my toe dipping into drinking, into uh, pot smoking, that all happened outside of the house when I was older right. because I didn't want to, 
I had some sibling, siblings that made different choices. And so I saw what that looked like with my parents and I just didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. It was just not worth it. So I, and you know, I waited and, um, it was interesting because my drinking and first time smoking pot were within the same six months, I think. And both times were disasters. Um, but, but I've never laughed harder, uh, not seeing a comedy show than that first time <laughs> on pot or, like, or really anything funny. Right. There's no, there was nothing funny at all about, uh, yeah, <laughs> anything that's and yet happening. So much laughter yet. So much laughter, <laughs> which I still don't understand fully. I don't, I don't know if there's like pent up laughter and that the pot releases it or <laughs> if it's just, there's like a, a circuit that the pot says, okay, we're going to just, we're going to tap into that and bridge the gap there and, here you go. I think, it's the, I think it's the latter. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the latter. I don't know if there's research or not. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm <laughs> it probably is. I'm, I've struggled with two we, things. We clearly haven't done it. <laughs> it was <laughs> once you're, you know, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to do that kind of research when you're actually on, mm-hmm. on pot and you come up with the idea oh, that research very, should yeah. happen. It's, an, uh, it's no, literally but the, impossible. I've struggled with drinking at the, you know, like, do I let the kids drink in the house before the legal age? And I've struggled no. with that as other things become illegal. And yeah, my, my gut is to kind of um, say no. Like that's my first response because of how I was raised. And, because and of, so I don't have experience with it. However, yeah. I had friends that had parents that were a little more lenient. And it was sort of like a don't ask, don't tell scenario i'll see for me my friends it was like the you know ask and tell all you want like the parents knew this is where and they they had the same kind of they had exactly the kind of argument you think well since i know joe's gonna drink might as well do it here where i can you know at least Mm -hmm. keep an eye on know he's safe but that meant that that his house was where everybody went to drink and i definitely don't want that liability and responsibility (laughs) so not in this day and age no way because you know you want your kids to i don't know yeah i definitely don't want that and so that's that that is the way that i was raised um, and I don't think that it worked particularly well. I mean, Remember, I think the every idea episode was like, you yeah, tell us how hungover you are. If he, if you really, if you work, if he, uh, learns to drink in the house, I mean, I, you know, I think I finally have gotten, to the point. you know, I got here, I got here about, you know, maybe 10 years ago, 10, 20, 10, 15 years ago, um, where I, I don't, I never have those instances where I just like, go to a party and drink to excess or, or have a party at my house and drink to excess. I just don't drink to excess anymore, which is really nice. <laughs> uh, but I think that that idea that, well, if we, if he learns at home, he'll learn better. I, I don't think that that really worked that well. <laughs> yeah. There's no good. Answer. I don't, I mean, I don't know that. It, and I don't think that it worked poorly either. I don't think that it made it worse uh, because I know plenty of people who were, were raised in households who where they weren't allowed to drink and then went to college and went ape shit. Yeah. So, and got into trouble and, you know, had problems and things like that. So I don't think it's, I, I don't think that's really the determining factor. I, um, I have more alcohol stories for you, but first I, I want to <laughs> inspire your kids. Yay. Um, and here's a fun thing. And this is true. You guys, you guys got the boxes from these people yes. already. Yes. But my daughter, Anya, well before our, these people were ever podcast advertisers, my daughter, Anya was a happy paying customer, still is a happy paying customer. So chew on that. Do you want to inspire <laughs> your kids to learn about the world? Then you should check out little passports an award winning subscription for kids. 
You sign up and get monthly packages in the mail, each highlighting a new country. They travel to Kenya, Spain, Japan, and up to 20 other countries. Your kids can follow the journey on a wall-sized world map and learn through letters, souvenirs, stickers, hands-on activities, and lots more. So it's kind of like you get a, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's fake, obviously, but it's like you have pen pals who are traveling the world and they're sending you back packages so you can learn about these countries. And each month when my daughter gets the little passports package, she's like out of her mind excited. And I didn't even know this, but they have packages for different age ranges. Uh, so they sent one now that Liam's been tearing apart because he's loving it so much because he's always been jealous when I gets these things that he can't handle. And now he's like, Hey, I'm four and I get this. It's a really fun and engaging way to get kids interested in the world. And it all gets delivered in the mail. What kid doesn't love getting mail? And that's absolutely true. When they find out they got these packages in the mail, they are excited. Turning this car around, listeners, this is insane. Turning this car around, listeners, can save 40% on their first month today with promo code TTCA. You can learn more and get a peek inside the monthly packages at littlepassports.com slash TTCA. Do me a favor. At least go check it out. It's actually very cool. Uh, they target a couple different age ranges. Um, my daughter knows more about some countries than I do now because she still quotes random facts to me about like Kenya and France. And I'm like, oh, she's like, did you know that I'm just making this up? So this is not an accurate fact. Like, did you know that the <laughs> primary export of Belgium is, you know, hair? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, t- I totally knew that, honey. And she knows because she reads all these things and pays attention to them. So go to littlepassports.com slash TTCA. 40% off your first month. Uh, it's worth checking out. They're very cool. And of course, our sincere thanks to Little Passports for uh, sponsoring the old Turning This Car Around program. So there you have it. And you get like a, you get a box? Like yeah. a, like a like a suitcase. Right. You get like a, a mini trunk yeah. to keep all the accoutrement. Right, to keep all the stuff in. Yeah. yeah. And the and the, the items for each country were, were cool. Because I, fortunately, I got Japan was one of the countries oh, that's that cool. sent me, which was convenient since I lived in Japan for a while. And so they sent uh, like a, there was a sushi eraser and then like a bunch of origami paper, which was cool. So we're looking forward to doing some origami because he actually was asking about origami recently because he wanted to do that again because he hadn't done it in a long time. So that was fortuitous so yeah it's your two friends are sam and sophia and they're the ones writing you letters mm-hmm. and sending you all these packages each month it's cool and you get a little <laughs> i was gonna say you get a little passport uh that's what it's called but you do you get a little <laughs> passport and believe um, it or not my daughter always wants to take it with us when we travel by plane and i'm like well that is not a genuine passport <laughs> and you cannot show it to tsa lest they arrest us all but yeah, right. it's it's very cool I think they'd be probably be safe showing it to TSA. TSA might think it was cute, depending on the day and the might, hour. Right. Or you, yeah. Or you might get wrestled to the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, which is also fun. And um, it's a learning experience for the kids. It's a learning experience for the kids. The rule in my house going up with in terms of curfews, I'm transitioning back into the show. Yep. Was okay. like for a while, I had to be home by 10 p.m. Uh, and then it was 11 p.m. And then I think eventually, like in high school on weekends, it was probably midnight. But you had to check in with my parents. So, so it must have been when the, the, it was midnight because they would already be in bed. They typically went to bed around 11. The house had a burglar alarm and the alarm would, uh, one of the panels was right above my parents' bed. So they would turn it on before you came home so that intentionally they could wake themselves up when you came home because the alarm would go off over their head. So the rule was you had to come in, turn off the alarm, set the alarm again, and then go in and check in with the parents and say goodnight. So I didn't drink underage until my senior year of high school. And 
like I was always the designated driver and the sober one and the one who was like, you guys are stupid. Let's play nerdy <laughs> things instead. Um, so <laughs> I know it's weird, but so I started drinking in the senior year, oh, minimally most of the time, but every once in a while, like when this girl would not love me, despite my desire that she would, I would mm. drink too much at these parties and then a friend would get me home. The girl who didn't love me drove me home actually, while another friend of ours drove my car because she or drove Diana's car because Diana wasn't comfortable driving my car. And, um, so, so uh, I, I, I'm in the car. You're flooded, you're flooded with memories right now. In the and car. Feel, and feelings. Yes. In the car, though, I would be, I would have to rehearse what I was going to say to my parents. Like, I had to know the script so that I could just get it out, sound sober, and go to bed. Like, hey, it was boring. We hung out at Adam's place. Good night. Like, and I would just rehearse it to try to make it sound as natural and non-beer affected as possible. <laughs> and then every once in a while they would throw it off. Right. So like, usually it'd be fine. But like, I just remember this one night where I went into their room and my dad's like, by the way, can you make sure the pool filter is turned on? And I'm like, that is not in the script. That is not in the script. What do I say? <laughs> yes, no, maybe. And so I'm like, sure thing. Good, good night. And like, it was fine. I escaped, but like my entire script went out the window. As soon as there was an improv in place, I was like, it was nothing. <laughs> So anyway, I feel like I can teach my kids how to speak extemporaneously if I encourage them to drink so in secret. That's why you got into improv. Exactly. That's how yeah. I got into it. Yeah. Right. I learned so much. <laughs> Bad thing, good thing. <laughs> or just all good. Do you yeah, remember I, the first time you drank? I got busted when I smoked the first time. Um, okay. Well, it wasn't the first time I smoked, but the first time I bought cigarettes. Was this, the purchase age for cigarettes was 18. And... Like in junior high, there were people at middle school. There were people who knew the places to go where where there were machine vending machines that they could buy cigarettes. And um, so there was some episodes at uh, like Boy Scout like weekend uh, camps. It'd be like you'd sleep over for Friday, yeah. And Friday night after bedtime, there'd be some people in the troop that were maybe a little less scouty a little more jimbo jones <laughs> okay uh from the simpsons like uh they just yep. they were growing up yep. a little faster and so mm-hmm. um i enjoyed smoking even though i didn't they were do both it very in often. boy scouts and and had kids in boy scouts yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> they, they'd been held back in boy scouts by it's about like 10 curly, years curly right curly in the simpsons yeah <laughs> he's like on the bus with his kid <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway so not lights out bed hey let's go we'd, we'd go and um you know there'd be somebody who had cigarettes and we would go smoke one or two and people would always be like dude i didn't know you smoked i'm like well i don't Throw really up. i don't <laughs> yeah. i'm just doing it here because this is when i can do it and there's a campfire and my parents aren't around to smell it um <laughs> and so you know that was awesome well in college, no, my no, first kids. Year, it was not awesome. It was not awesome. Well, it was <laughs> it not was, awesome. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, <laughs> it was I, awesome. <laughs> it, the awesome part wasn't the cigarette or the smoking. The awesome part was feeling like I was getting away with something and actually getting away with it. Yeah, no, there, there's like, certainly some awesomeness to that. Right. That my dumb parents don't know I'm doing this. Right, and that I think is a very standard adolescent thing. That I think, oh, and yeah. this is what I was trying to get at earlier. I think kids need to have a little bit of that because that that's part of the, you know, it's the Amish kind of compressed the Ramaspringa or whatever it's called, the 
time of right. ex- exploration into this insanity. And the normal, I believe there's something to what they do, but I think in, in the non Amish world, that's sort of like preparing you for life. Just, we don't expect <laughs> Which, you to come quote back to any kind of a fold except the house for Thanksgivings and what, you know, whatnot and to like keep us involved in your life. But it's, it's, um, I just think there has to be a differentiation of, um, family. This is my family. I grew up with in our life and our boundaries and I have to determine what my life's going to look like and my boundaries. I just want to say, I find it depressing, but I firmly believe that the number one way that our kids will do that kind of rebellious, I'm doing things my parents don't know about involves porn and sexting. Like I'm pretty sure that's where, where it all happens. <laughs> Um, because the, the, like, it's impossible to prevent as soon as you give them a phone, like they're, they're going to yeah, be doing the right. naked stuff. Oh yeah. 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 That's where monitoring and, uh, router, strong router configurations come into but how, play. How, are you, how do you monitor the Snapchat? You don't, don't you don't allow it. Even... Like you don't, you don't allow it until they're 15 or whatever. Yeah. But, so that's when they're going to be sexting. They're going to sext it when they're 15. Right. Okay. Okay, but but they're going to be talking about I mean if they're if they are dating or hanging out with people they're attracted to, that's on the table anyway. Yeah. So That's very true. Very true. So I don't think demonizing an app or technology is really the answer. I think I think it's better to say sex is a complex thing and, you know, and I would say the same for Not the way for, I do it, <laughs> like substance exploration. Like, look, you know, alcohol can be a really fun thing at a party. It can also be horrible because you wake up the next day feeling like absolute shit, and you swear you'll never do it again. Which, but then, like five days later, you're, you know, or if you're in college, three days to two or ten hours <laughs> 30, later, you're thirty-five minutes. <laughs> how many times have you? How many times have you sworn off alcohol in the morning? How many times? Approximately six, seven. <laughs> <laughs> I was raised Mormon, so just bear that in mind. I didn't start drinking in earnest until I was in my thirties. Okay, I, I don't even think I swore off at the time. It almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a good story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great story. <laughs> the last horrible alcohol I, experience. I was at was, college. That was yeah. at college, and I the next day I had people who I did not know coming up to me and asking me if I was okay. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> did wow. not remember much of what had happened the night. Wow. So. Yeah. Well, I I think anyway, back to sneaking out of the tent and smoking with the grown up Boy Scouts. I think it's important for kids to have or or teenagers, young adults almost to have experiences where they push and feel like they have a space to kind of I mean, it was pretty safe. I'm not going to smoke 20 cigarettes with these dudes. First of all, they're loaning me cigarettes. I didn't bring my own. One, two. It's rude to smoke all the cigarettes. Yeah, you don't bogart, the, you know. And <laughs> and three, it was a way for me to determine if this was something that um, I really liked or like, I, I was questioning it all the time. Like, I'm doing this with these guys. What is this about? What is it? And I realized it was just like me kind of asserting a little bit of myself mm-hmm. and, you know, making a choice for me. And I think that's a very normal thing that kids do as they grow is they start to make those kind of choices. And I think in our generation with our parenting style, we're terrified by that. Right. I, I am. I'm totally terrified by it. However, I think my parents were also totally terrified by it. And that's why they raised us the way they did. So, um, 
I'm trying not to raise my kids like that and be a little bit more like, hey, look, here's the story. Like, instead of just don't do it. Oh, my God, it's evil. Just like this is the thing you should wait later to where you're more able to accept the responsibilities of making the choice. So if you choose to drink, that's a choice you can make. But you should be at a certain age to make that choice. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that may completely yeah. backfire on me and like be the worst thing I've ever said. But so, that's what listen, I'm holding right now. Stay tuned I'm for sure the everything. geriatric edition when we'll yeah. reflect back on all the poor decisions yeah. we made. <laughs> or stay tuned for my daughter's podcast where she talks about what an asshole her dad was. <laughs> well, so turning this we'll therapy around. Yeah. We'll have another podcast where we li- it'll be like Mystery Science Theater where we listen to this podcast and just laugh. And <laughs> just scream at ourselves, no! Yeah. Oh my God, you're such an asshole. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Don't do that. Dummy. Yeah, that's about right. I, we are the Roger Corman of <laughs> <laughs> like of parenting. I I think that my naive goal with my kids is that when they want to do the kinds of experimentation that I'm okay with, that they'll do it knowing that I'm okay with it. Like I, to your point, John, like you're saying that, you know, kids need some level of, you know, I'm exerting my independence and doing this thing. But like, I, I think they, they can, I don't know. I have this hope that they can do that and not feel like it has to be entirely behind my back. Meaning they can know that I'm okay with the fact that they're going to be experimenting and testing their own boundaries and things. And like that, that's acceptable, but I don't, I don't know if that's even possible, <laughs> but that's my hope. All right. We'll see. Yeah. yeah right. I know. So yeah, so many good intentions. <laughs> we have so many good intentions, yeah. and then you just don't. You don't know. You, know, you don't know what's going to happen. Oh, I don't know anything. Yeah, I'm a dad. Well, things are going to happen. And- what I know to completely change everything in this about the whole show is that in three days I will be picking up three girls at camp with trunks and laundry oh my and God. giant bags of things. Well, that sounds fun. Uh, and I tried to rent a giant van, the giant van that I accidentally was given by Avis. I wanted that same van. Cannot get it. Can't get it. Oh, well, you never know. Maybe you can. No. <laughs> Just wait till you show up and it's there. No, I, I, we haven't <laughs> rented it. I can't. They're sold out of every kind of anything that will carry more than four people is sold out in this entire city. That's wow. because everybody's picking up their kids at camp. I can't. Right. This is the last yeah. right. camp time. It's... <sighs> Getting a van at the end of camp is like getting into a good uh, preschool. You have to you have to, you have to reserve it like four years. Yeah, camp. reserve at birth exactly. Yeah, uh, that's what I should have done. Learning, learning. It'll be different next year. Everybody used to that, have uh, station wagons, you know. No, like, well, that uh, that begs the question. Okay, I'm with this woman. We got four kids together. Maybe we're gonna. Maybe we should think about a larger vehicle. I love the minivan. We have the minivan. I love the minivan. I don't think that would carry this kind of thing. So I would need a vehicle that would be able to, with some sort of additional thing, carry, like put all the laundry on top, you know, in a box of some kind. Three. There's going to be a lot of stuff. In a couple of years, there's going to be four girls very likely going to camp. That's four trunks, four bags of laundry that are massive. And you know, their own personal effects, backpacks and whatnot. Uh, That's a lot of stuff. I don't think even the grand minivan would carry that. You can fit it all as long as both uh, parental units don't go. (laughs) If one of you... (laughs) Lita, here's the case, go. You got it. definitely can, but... Yeah. Just park the van in the parking lot. It's fine. 
Oh, she'll yeah, we'll surrender the keys to the camp people. And but no, my, my wife was so unhappy when we decided we needed the minivan because we just couldn't fit three car seats side by side in any other kind of car. She was yep. miserable. And then like two days in, she was in love. She, I wish my wife loved me the way she loves the minivan. See, I don't think that's <laughs> going to happen in my case. I, I mean just, that non-creepy way, Moltz. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually not even thinking about that, but... Mm. You're welcome, but okay. But okay. <laughs> um, I, you know, the uh, the minivan's fine. I'm not crazy about it, but it's okay. I it's mean, it's a, you know, we have the dog, and and really with the dog, it probably would have been better to have like a an element or something. You know, something yeah. that you could hose hose out. out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but but we had the minivan, so so instead we put down towels. <laughs> How does that work? The, and then wash the towels. It's not. It's not good. Throw the towels away. Every time I buy a car, (laughs) burn the inside of the minivan. I say to myself, "Oh, I should buy the upgrade to get the uh, the fancy mats." You know, rubber the rubber mats, and I never do it, and then I always hate myself. They have aftermarket mats (laughs) at some auto parts stores. It's true. Also, Costco, the big box uh, Costco place, will have some. Also, they smell really groovy. And a person lives in a snowy climate with the like when I have my. My my vehicle that I drive in Utah is a 2002 Xterra, which is not good for four children at all. It won't carry everybody, <laughs> and so I have to rent if that's if we're all there, which has only been one time. But yeah, then uh, but it, I got the mat. I got the awesome mats, and it is fantastic because it is like, wonderful, right? Right when you get the the day you get a good weather day in the winter and you just lift those things out and you just pour all the crap off of them right into the, and you just hose them down with the thing. And do you have to make that sound while you do it? Is that, is that part of the policy? Uh, in your head? Yes. Uh, you, you just want to, yeah. If you love yourself, you're going to do that. Yeah. If you love yourself and your choices, Lex. Right. Makes sense. No, I get it. Believe me. The thick rubber car (laughs) mat is a ticket to all kinds of Nirvana. So why are you emptying it out on the beautiful day? Because like it's just the ideal day to clean it. That's because otherwise you're going to freeze your nads off and things will be frozen on this. I mean, it's just, oh, it's I would just say, I would, I would, to, my intention would be just leave it until the spring. <laughs> you're you're in, saying it just gets too gross for that. It does. There okay. will come a point where you just have to do it because yeah. everything stays there. Like in, with the carpet thing, it kind of absorbs into the carpet and then it kind of gets squished around. So our, it's, our, yeah, our minivan just has an ongoing funk. And it's been taken and detailed and still it's got a, it's got a little bit of a funk to it. Can't shake the funk. Can't shake the funk. Mm -mm. Maybe what you need to do is just get a bong, head into the minivan, (laughs) light it up and see what happens. (laughs) You think that would help? Might burn off some of that (sighs) funk. Or maybe it will add to the funk in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just well, that's the, yeah. That's always the thing, right? You just replace it with a like a, another funk. A, another funk, right? Mm-hmm. A deeper, harder, <laughs> groovier. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we've been all uh, over the place today, haven't we? Uh, so, we really have. What well, have we learned? Like we drugs. We've been to places. Uh, do drugs in your car is what we've learned. Mm-hmm.